Hey, welcome to the Kingdom Fit Moms podcast, where we believe that you can go on a journey to lose weight for the last time. I know you've tried all the things and you may not believe me yet, but when you do weight loss the Kingdom Fit Moms way, everything changes. You're in the right place if weight is constantly on your mind, you're confused about food, you're missing out on memories, and maybe even putting your dreams off for another day because this weight struggle is no joke. We're a community and we're on a mission to invite God into this weight loss journey so you can shed the burden and shine your light. I want you to start living and believing in the version of yourself that heaven sees. Let's get started. Every month we have a book club meeting inside of Fit Moms Accelerator and this has become a really fun tradition. We put all of our kids to bed or stick our husbands on kid duty, grab some tea and tell everyone to leave us be for an hour and we meet up on Zoom and it's just a lot of fun to have a place for accountability inside of our community but also to just be friends. Our community is also not just people in this phase of life with little kids, but we have moms with teenagers, we have grandmas, we have women in their 30s, women in their 60s, and this is just what Jesus does, right? He connects us to pursue him, and we have that common bond, and it really makes a community out of a bunch of misfits. That's what we all are, right? And Jesus connects us in really awesome ways. So anyway, We read The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, and I thought it would be fun to give you my key takeaways today. What's going on this month inside of Fit Moms Accelerator? Well, you're about to hear about Book Club, Fit Moms Accelerator. We are growing, growing, growing. Accountability groups are rocking it. I just had one of my leaders check in. She said, 
80% of her women have dropped weight this past week, which is really exciting. Take into account some people plateau week to week, if you're on your cycle, whatever. So good news there. Leaders are stepping up and healing and growing through that leadership. We have a challenge going on in December called Is It Worth It? And it's really a mindset challenge to ask yourself with everything that comes up over the Christmas season, is this worth it? Sometimes it is, right? Sometimes eating mom's peanut butter cookies with the Hershey Kiss, maybe that's worth it. And so making our worth it moments few and far between and then saying no most of the other, you know, 80% of the time so that we can continue to rock our health goals. So we have that challenge going on and ladies, you can join us. It's not too late. You can give yourself the gift of better health this year this Christmas season. So I will drop the link in the show notes for you to apply. We do have space available currently. And if you are feeling the nudge to hop into our community, fill out the application, we'll figure out a time to talk, answer all your questions and see if Fit Moms Accelerator is the tribe for weight loss for you. The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, I give this book a 10 out of 10. Honestly, I think it's an incredible book, and I would highly, highly, highly times 20 recommend this book. There's nothing that I really did not like about it, if I'm being honest. So the basic premise, we live our lives rushing around, unsettled, going from one thing to the next in a hurry, too busy, discontent, and cluttered. And that's really not kingdom living. And Jesus gives us principles for how to live differently. This book does an excellent job of laying out these principles from the why, the how we got this way, and what the Bible says, and then going into the practical, how we can change. And I also really appreciated that this book was written by a man. It had minimalist and simple living vibes, but it was refreshing to hear it from a male perspective. I really appreciate the simple living culture and podcasts, but most of what I hear is from a female perspective. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but to like have that affirmed from a male perspective, I thought was very refreshing. I listened to the audiobook, but I also have the hard copy and read a lot of it. The audio version very good. I thought that the person who was reading it did a great job. I'm not sure if it was the author or not, to be honest with you, but he starts by talking about a conversation he had with Dallas Willard. And he asks the question, what do I need to do to become the me I want to be? And Dallas answers, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. There is nothing else. Hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. We wear busy like a badge of honor in our culture, right? But what if there is a better way? What if this quote by Dallas Willard is true? I personally feel this deep in my soul, and I was hooked into this book by chapter one. I started listening to it when I was on a walk. And anybody who was around me, I live in the country, so nobody's around me, but if they were around, they would have seen me like a crazy person, like, oh my goodness, yes, like this is so good, this is so true, and it was speaking to my soul from the beginning. So the author, John Comer, he goes on to talk about how hurry and love are incompatible, 
And many of our worst moments come when we're in a hurry. And I think about, for me, when I'm rushing out the door in the moment, you know, with my kids trying to make it on time to our homeschool co-op, I'm asking, hey, do you have your lunch? And why are you still in your pajamas? And stop climbing in the furniture. Would you just listen to me? Like my finest qualities do not shine when I'm in a hurry. Or I think about when my husband, I say this jokingly, I'm like made us late, you know, to a social gathering or whatever. And we hop in the car with that tension and silence because I want him to drive faster to get there on time. And we miss out on the connection in that moment in the anger and frustration they win that moment. Or I think about when I'm in a hurry to buy something at the store because I need to get my kids to their next event and I miss the opportunity to even look that cashier in the eye and notice that maybe they're having a bad day too. I think John Comer is so right that hurry and love really are incompatible. The author then talks about the history of speed in our culture, which was actually fascinating and comical at times. I'll let you go read all those details about the history there, about the smartphone, how it sped up our world, and how things have changed in the past decade. But what I found so interesting is that we... You know, we have so many tools that help us to live more diligently, like washing machines and the internet and GPS. And the author talks about how predictions were made that by this time in history, you know, we'd only have to work a few hours a day because we'd be so efficient. But instead, we are unfortunately working more than ever. Comer then goes over the 10 symptoms of hurry sickness and Wow, this was convicting. I thought I'd share them with you. And if you are like, yes, 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 that's me, then hopefully I'll convince you even more so that you need to go get this book and read it. So the first symptom of hurry sickness is irritability, getting easily annoyed, little things, they bug you. Your husband says something to you and you snap. Your kids do something that kids just do and you find yourself yelling at them. Number two, hypersensitivity. Minor things hurt your feelings. You have a hard time rolling with the punches. Maybe you're not flexible. You just are overly sensitive. Number three, restlessness. You cannot relax. You find the Sabbath and you find scripture boring You're constantly needing to go, go, go. Maybe you're a queen multitasker. Am I hearing any yeses yet? (laughs) Number four, workaholism. You can't stop working. You check your phone with your family. You're always thinking about your job. Maybe you're doing work at home, like keeping a clean house, for example, and that is your work and you just feel like you can't stop and just be. Number five, emotional numbness. Empathy may be hard for you if this is the case. Maybe you're thinking, I ain't got time for that, right? So that is number five. Number six, your priorities are out of order. You're always sucked into the tyranny of the urgent. You're reactive. You're not proactive. You haven't made time for what you know really matters. And you keep saying yes to things that are not the thing that God is asking you to do. Now, if you struggle with your health and you think about not 
making yourself a priority, getting on this list. Like maybe you always, you know, tend to the needs of your kids and your husband and always brush aside that workout time, then you would definitely qualify as a yes for this one. Number seven, lack of care for your body, getting good sleep, exercise, having good food, you know, and of course, inside of the Fit Moms Academy, Fit Moms Accelerator, this is definitely a sign of living in hurry when you say things like, I don't have time to cook or I don't have time to take care of myself. We need to go back to number six, reorder your priorities and help you to understand that taking care of your body, it's necessary because without a body, you know, what are you? Number eight, escapist behaviors, phone scrolling anybody. (laughs) Um, When you're feeling stressed, you find yourself turning to your phone or maybe you're anxious around people and you're looking at your phone. Maybe your escapist behavior is overeating or binge watching TV or whatever that is. Number nine, slippage of spiritual disciplines. These spiritual disciplines are a gift from God. And sometimes that word discipline gets a negative connotation, but these are often the first thing to go when we get too busy and then everything else suffers. And then number 10, do you feel isolated? Do you feel like God is distant? Relationships are distant. So how many of these have you said yes to you? Maybe you need to pause and go back and listen and count them as you go. But I was listening to this and I just, again, I I actually have come to love feeling convicted about things because I know that there is room for growth. And that's how I felt about this book. As I listened to it, I was like, wow, I am really missing the mark on several things when it comes to living life too frantically on the go, hurry, hurry, hurried. But I'll tell you at the end, some of the takeaways that I've already had so far, just in the past, you know, few weeks from reading this, but one of the most convicting parts of the book came for me when Comer talked about how the solution to all of these hurry sicknesses is not more time. He goes on to say something so simple, yet it was so profound to me. You can't do it all, he said. We are human and we're not God. We're designed to have limitations. I don't know about you. I don't know if you would consider yourself type A, type B, where you kind of stand in your desire to make a difference and change the world, but I'm definitely wired as a visionary and idealistic. And I just like, I, I want so badly for people to experience abundant life and freedom and all of that. But I can't, I am not the savior of the world, right? I I have a mission within my home with my kids and homeschooling. I have a marriage that I love and I want to tend to. I have other family. I have friends. I have my church community. I have other people in my life. I have, um, I tutor at my homeschool co-op. Like I, I put my hand in a lot of different buckets and to be perfect at them, I, it sounds so silly, but I just, I've come to realize like I have limitations and that's okay. How about you? Do you recognize that you have limitations and maybe some boundaries need to be put up so that you're not trying to act like you don't have limitations? This was actually so freeing to me. I have limitations and that's a good thing in, you know, my mind, my body, my talents, my gifts, because when I am weak, God, he is strong. 
It's been so freeing to me just since reading this and pondering this to surrender these expectations of myself and instead live day to day asking like, Lord, what is your plan for me today? How can I be obedient to that? You know, today I was with my kids, we were homeschooling, you know, okay, my kids are seven, four and two. So my seven-year-old is a boy. He, he's smart. He doesn't love to sit for a long time. He finds school boring and I have to remind him 517 times to focus So we spent our time doing some language arts as I'm recording this podcast. It's almost four o'clock. We still haven't done math. Um, you know, I did a little bit of letter sounds with my four-year-old, my two-year-old runs around destroying the house and it last week it snowed here and I had the decision to make, you know, do I continue to push through for school or before all the snow melts, do we go outside, explore the snow get on the sled. And so I chose the ladder. I asked the spirit, like, God, what do you want me to do today? I can't, you know, my, my kids, I, as much as I try to feed their brains with all this information and help them to grow smart, like, what is the thing that you are calling me to do today, Lord? And so we went outside and I was just filled with gratitude just to be out on the land and to be in the snow and to see my kids just delight. We pretended we were in Narnia and we ran around. I was Queen Lucy. I had the magic potion to cure anybody's ailments. And my two oldest had swords made out of sticks. And it was just a beautiful time. And I, I was just grateful to be in this place in life, especially after reading this book to be okay with slowing down and just honoring the moment that we're in and to not, you know, feel like I, I have to do everything perfectly. I would encourage you to ask the Lord these same questions, like, what is your plan for me today within my own limitations? How can I be obedient to that? In the second part of the book, Comer goes over four practices for unhurried life. And I'm going to actually have my husband read this book with me again. And we're going to go through this bit by bit over the next few months. We have both been feeling, you know, ruled by the taskmaster, quote unquote, and we, we really want to live more free and simple and, you know, less clutter, all of that. And I've actually had this idea of taking these principles and really spending a year practicing them very intentionally in obedience. One of the gals and fit moms on our book club call just last week, she called these, she talked about how these practices of obedience are really similar to tithing when it comes to living an unhurried life. It doesn't make logical sense to give our time or our money to God when we feel like we need all the resources we can get. But when we follow these kingdom principles, God multiplies them. When we follow his rhythms for simplicity and slowing down and Sabbath, he blesses that. And we are given more than we could have imagined by trying to do it on our own. These principles are actually built into the Academy and the Accelerator program. They have a lot to do with weight loss. So if you're listening to this thinking, what does this whole book have to do with weight loss? You know, we're not just doing weight loss to be avid exercisers or to be in the kitchen all the time. That's not the point, right? We're doing this so that we can be free from thinking about our weight and truly live, to enjoy life, to live out our divine destinies. And so 
slowing down enough to, to not hurry through all the pleasures of life is very important for your sanity. So I'm curious how you rank in these four practices. I'll go through them and you can pick up the book and listen to them in a lot more detail. So number one, silence and solitude. I love how Comer talks about the value of Jesus being in the wilderness for 40 days prior to his ministry beginning. That time alone, without distraction, in solitude, alone with the Spirit, that was invaluable to him being set up to do the work set before him, right? And I think about when I get alone, which in this season of life is not often, but when I do go on walks, for example, without any earbuds in, or when I drive silently, I'm so, I'm just much more able to hear from the Holy Spirit and actually give myself an opportunity to be still. The next practice that Comer talks through to live this unhurried life is to Sabbath. You probably knew that one was coming. This is something that my husband and I, we want to even more intentionally practice. Comer goes over the history of the Sabbath in the book, which is fascinating and how it has changed over time. You know, it used to be a lot more legalistic and then it became more grace-filled and basically neglected in our current culture. And our culture is basically like, let's use our Sabbath day to run errands and get done what we need to get done so that we can continue to do all the things during the week. And what I've realized is that Sabbath is a chance to really delight in what God has done, to be grateful, to look at my people in the eye, to connect, to be fully human. This past Sunday, we had an accidental extra super Sabbath, I would say. So we had been traveling for Thanksgiving. We, um, we traveled on Thursday, on Friday and Saturday, my sister and brother-in-law were in town and we spent a lot of really great time with them. And so Sunday rolled around and we were finally home and we're like, you know what, we're just going to stay home. And I did not know that it was going to snow. And so we woke up and the ground was covered in snow. And so my kids got up and they were just filled with delight. So of course we had to go outside. We were tired of traveling. So we're like, we're going to stay home today. We went outside. It was like that perfect snow where You have those flakes that are like just gently flowing down. It was 30 degrees, so it was not freezing outside. And so all of us went outside. I got to watch my two-year-old enjoy eating all the snow. We have some pretty big hills in our yard, so we all ran around and got on the sled. My puppy was running around like it was literally the first time he had ever seen snow, so he thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Then we came inside. We had hot chocolate. We had leftovers for lunch, so we didn't have to cook anything. We all, all five of us took naps, like a two hour nap, not just a little nap. It was lovely. I was snuggling with my four-year-old. We got up and we decided that we love this tradition. We had a charcuterie board for dinner. So I cut up peppers and we had cashews and radishes and hummus and cheese and sausages. My husband's a hunter now and we'll probably be getting a whole bunch of deer sausage. Um, just whatever we had, just threw it on a big plate and we all just shared. Nobody had to cook. It was easy cleanup. And so I think we've declared this is like our new Sabbath dinner because it's so easy, but I left that day feeling so full of delight. Oh, I forgot to tell you also, we did put up our Christmas tree. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So my two-year-old again, he's seen a Christmas tree before, but 
this year he's got the language to speak it out. And so we, we brought the Christmas tree up and the lights are on and he looks at it and he goes, it's so pretty. And you know, they're all like screaming in delight. So much fun. And even Monday morning, as I'm going through my day of work, I just felt so much fuller and like spirit wise, you know, I could just do my work pleasantly and, um, you know, I just had energy because I took that time to Sabbath. So we'll probably be talking more about Sabbath over the next few weeks in the Kingdom Fit Moms community. But I just think if you're not doing this, you're missing out. And again, this is something that God will bless abundantly. And in the book, um, Comer talks even more about its benefits. Okay, the next thing that you should definitely implement into your life in this book talks about a lot for eliminating the hurry in your life is simplicity, less stuff, more space to just be, you know, Marie Kondo, she would, I think she would say, is it beautiful or useful? Something like that. Um, but, or maybe Comer says that in the book as well, but if it's not, then get rid of it. We're actually planning to hire a babysitter maybe two times a month or so for a few hours to come over and just hang out with our kids so that we can consistently be purging things out of our house to have less stuff, to get less cluttered, less stuff to clean, and so that we can feel like we can breathe even easier in our home. The last piece that Comer goes over to live this unhurried life is to really live slowly. This was very convicting to me because this was probably the area that I struggle with the most. Some examples he gave is to are, are to drive in the slow lane, to choose the long line at the store, to intentionally walk more slowly. I don't hardly ever walk slowly unless I'm with my kids, you know, to not rush to the next thing, to drive in silence. Do you do any of those things? I struggle with those. And understanding the value that to slow down, he talks about how when we slow down, our souls are able to taste and see that the Lord is good. Comer also gave a lot of great tips for how to turn your smartphone into a dumb phone. You know, I use my phone for work, but what I did was since reading this book, I completely removed all social media apps off my phone when I'm not on for work. So when it's not during my work block, I don't have any of that on my phone and I'm not, you know, I'm not even tempted to get on and check what's going on on Facebook or Instagram or anything. Is it a pain to reinstall every day? Yes, but I'm actually really excited to see what all my numbers will be as far as time spent on social media. And I feel so much freer, like walking around, just not even having to worry about that. It's weird how some things like that you don't even realize can have a hold on you. It's so worth it to have those type of boundaries. Another thing, he doesn't talk about this in the book, but if you haven't heard of the Aero box, A-R-O, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but this guy basically designed this pretty box that everybody in the family can put their smartphones away and it tracks how much smartphone usage you have in this arrow box. And I think you can even do it as like a competition. So if you have teenagers, that might be a really cool way to gamify not being on your phone. The other piece that he talks about as far as slowing down is to single task more often, 
instead of multitasking. This is also hard for me, but I think it has so much value, especially with my kids so that I can be present, look them in the eye. You know, when I homeschool, sometimes I'm also running in, I'm grabbing laundry and I am recognizing I'm missing out on these moments of connecting because I'm trying to get through my task list. So it all goes back to obedience. Do I trust that the Lord will bless my time when I do what he asks? And honestly, you know, deleting distractions is probably going to give me a lot of time back as well. So if any of this that I've talked about sounds appealing to you, or if you failed the signs of living in hurry, like I did, then you should absolutely go buy this book. I'll link it in the show notes. so You can go get your copy and enjoy hop inside the kingdom fit moms community. If you have already read this, or if you're reading this and tell us your thoughts and your review, we'd love to hear what you loved about it, what you're wrestling with and continue to support you in your health journey. If you want to be a part of our next book club inside of the accelerator, make sure that you go down and apply today. Hey, fit mom. If this episode bless you today, and you can think of somebody else who's struggling in her weight loss journey, would you consider sharing this week's episode with her to give her a sense of hope? And then while you're at it, hop on over to our free Facebook community, Kingdom Fit Moms, for daily encouragement and support. Let's go shed the weight to shine the light.